In Mark, miracles happen. It is where the Cinderella story happens and we are captivated by the underdog stories. What will it take for Pitt men and women's basketball team to make a Cinderella run in the ACC tournament? We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. What was your message about finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. The one home game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pit. Hail to Pit. This is the week of March 7th, and this is the Hail to Pit podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Vince. And I'm Pam. Spring is in the air. I believe in miracles. The Panthers are back on the football field. I'm ready to talk some football again, and maybe about some magic on the hardwood in the tournaments. Just practice. I'm ready, Pam. It's the ACC tournament. We have no hope. I'm ready, Pam. Let's get it. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe the focus should be on the football team because it will be one type of miracle if either team can make a deep run in the ACC tournament. I do believe in miracles. I do believe in miracles. I do, I do, I do, I do believe in miracles. We could talk a little basketball, just a smidgen today. But also we got wrestling. Vince, we, we do have some good stuff to talk about with the Panthers this week, so it's not all going to be doom and gloom for hoops and a bunch of speculation for football, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, if there's one ACC tournament we expect the Panthers to do well in uh, this coming week, especially this weekend uh, coming up, and it's that pit wrestling team uh, still in the top 10 getting ready for ACC championships, which are going to take place right here in Pittsburgh. Yep, it's taking place right here, as they call them, Pinsburg, ready for that, and I'm ready for spring break. If you're a Pitt student, happy spring break to you. It's finally here. It's been a long and rough road, I think, for a lot of yins to to this spring break, but you made it. Enjoy it. Don't go to Mexico. Don't, you know, you know, Pam, they're saying don't drink that one beer if you go on your spring break. I don't know about all that. We'll get to that. But we need to talk about this football team taking the field. Let's get it in just a second. Want to tell everybody about our social media stuff at H2P Show. That's where we are on Twitter. That's where we interact. Even though I'm going to be chilling with a cold beer, watching uh, Twitter, reading about what's happening at practice over spring break. I'm still going to be on Twitter and I could talk to people during my spring break, Pam. That's the beauty of the 21st century. At H2P Show is where I do it and where you do it. We share that Twitter handle and then you yell at me and say, don't tweet that on our Twitter handle or we're going to look stupid. At H2P Show. Yeah. Uh, if you want to criticize our tweets, whatever you want to do, uh, tweet at us at H2P Show. Yep. And of course, we appreciate any feedback we get on Reddit. And on Panther Lair, we're also socialing it, it up there. And, of course, we have the voicemail, the Panther Line, 412-407-3387. And we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today to begin your own podcast with your own personal producer at a very low rate. Take that huge load of audio production off of your shoulders and 
let the people at prettyeasypodcasts.com help you out. Football, roster changes, Vince, what happened? Yeah, uh, we got we got a few things to talk about. First of all, uh, a lot of movement on the offensive line. Uh, Jerry Drake, who's an offensive lineman, and uh, linebacker Albert Tucker, no longer on the roster uh, they're they're uh, still under scholarship, but they're they're not going to be playing due to medical reasons. And then uh, tight ends Grant Carrigan and Jason Collier have moved to the offensive line. Uh, and uh, one of the other offensive linemen, Rashad Wheeler, uh, he's moving down to fullback uh, permanently. Uh, he slimmed down to 260 pounds. I thought Rashad Wheeler was a defensive lineman. Well, he was, but then last season he moved over to the offensive line, and now he's in. Uh, in I the thought he was at position. the fullback last year. Well, he was. Uh, that's where he dressed most of the time, okay. but he he is full time fullback. Uh, and then uh, so we lost a couple tight ends, and then came well, our mimes. Men- well, I thought. Wait, I thought I thought he was a defensive end who got hurt, Vince. Oh wait, no, that's for. That's segment oh, yeah. later. That's <laughs> for a segment later. Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, but speaking of defensive ends, Kmar Mims, he's moving from defensive end over to tight end, and he's replacing Grant Carrigan and Jason Collier, who are moving to the offensive line, who is replacing Jerry Drake, who's no longer on the offensive line. We uh, might need to have you we draw might have to have a, a map. Flow, a yeah, flow chart. Maybe. I feel yeah, like you uh, were just doing that. Th- I feel like you were just doing that thing they do up on the cu- on the screen with like the cups or the helmets, and you have to figure out where the ball is inside the he- the helmet. That's it was a little bit uh, a little bit like shuffling. that. But I think we should go we should go down through each of these transactions here and, and talk about them. First of all, Jerry Drake and Albert Tucker. Uh, Tucker never really played very much at the linebacker position. Uh, this was a kid with a lot of athletic ability coming out of high school and just never quite uh, got there and got in the field. It's really unfortunate uh, that he's going to uh, not be with the Panthers this season. Same thing with Jerry Drake. This was a kid, a very smart kid, a kid that, you know, whenever he first was a freshman, he enrolled early. Everybody was really excited about this kid. Uh, just never quite got on the field. And now we see, you know, he was dealing with some medical issues. Um, you never, it always hurts to lose offensive linemen. You can never have enough of these kids. Uh, so what are your thoughts, Pam, on, on losing these guys, uh, specifically someone like Drake, who this was really going to be his time to compete for a starting position. Yeah. Remind me, did we see him on the field at all last year? Or you uh, just very thought, minimal. yeah, very minimal. we, we talked about it and you've been talking. I remember, um, him since he's been recruited, but, it is tough losing offensive line depth, but that's why they transitioned two tight ends over to the offensive line side of the ball as well. And then as a result had a corresponding move, but um, someone, it, the offensive line depth we thought was maybe lacking a little bit um, going into this season or just not enough experience, maybe yeah. not the depth. They had the guys and beyond the the starters last year yeah well yeah the starters yeah a lot of new guys uh coming in there and getting their first starts uh this year there's gonna be a lot of experience right. coming back uh which is exciting but beyond, but, those... But beyond those guys you know there's gonna be a lot of questions and jason collier alan this is somebody who i'm really interested to see his progression i'm not quite sure we're gonna see him this year but this was a kid that came in as a tight end that was over 280 pounds 
and he's been practiced. He practiced with the offensive line uh, a lot last year. That's what coach was saying in his press conference. And he's up to over uh, around 320 pounds, uh, six foot seven. Uh, so this kid has all the makings uh, of a good offensive lineman. Um, and I'm excited to see what he could be in the future. Yeah, and that seems the 320 uh, ballooning up to that. That seems like the strength and conditioning program was working for Jason Collier too. So, I mean, that's the right body type. I like, like you said, I highly doubt we see him. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but they rotated hardly anybody. I mean, th- there was a, not a b- big bench for the O line last year. I mean, I don't feel like we saw more than seven guys total all season long. I mean, Kirk, it's Kirk. right. Yeah, you're right, and that's beyond those like five or six guys there's there's no depth really like in terms of experience they have recruits they have guys that they're trying to get in there but in terms of like in-game experience under this football offense beyond those main starters in the college game it's difficult to have you know but at least like guys. a guy like jerry drake who's been in the program who well, was right. working his way to be yeah a starter uh, it's, but it seems like this year you know we're gonna have you know i i we'll see what the depth chart looks like uh come the fall but I, i'm confident that there's gonna you know you're gonna see you know around seven guys that, that i think we're gonna feel pretty comfortable about and we'll, we'll see uh how it plays out but uh you know certainly keeping all these guys healthy and in the program for several years is gonna be very important yeah, I'm in, I'm also uh, – good luck to Kmar Moms. I don't feel like moving from defensive end to tight end is going to be an easy task. That seems like the of all these transitions guys are making, that uh, seems like the toughest one. Yeah, well, this is a kid that did play tight end, uh, played both ways in high school, so he's got some experience there. Uh, a, a good athlete. I'm not quite sure, you know, if he – if he's a good route runner, I don't know if he's a good blocker, you know, that's going to uh, remain to be seen, you know, outside of Kroll, the Florida transfer at tight end. I think it's wide open for somebody to step up there and be the second guy. And I'm, I'm fascinated to see what that looks like in the fall camp. But if you could catch the ball, you're going to have a huge leg up on, on just about everybody else. Yeah, that's a really, and it doesn't take much at tight end. You just need to be able to have hands that, you know, can don't, aren't bricks really like you said um this is this is definitely a position to keep our eye on during the spring even i i mean i don't think we're going to know about the production from that position until the season starts but at least getting a sense of who's going to be in there and who we we're going to be targeting who's going to have all that pressure on them at the most snake bitten position for the pit panthers i think over the last handful of years um but what about the the craziness on online i mean everyone thinks you know Paris four is just not going to be underutilized this year, Vince. It's what I'm seeing. Uh, well, you know, it, he was not listed as a, a punt returner uh, in the first practice. What? Uh, why did he gain a bunch of weight? Is he slow all of a sudden? Is he no good? <laughs> this is what spring practice is all about. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of overreaction there. Uh, he did. You know, we, re- we rarely saw him in punt return action last year, and I believe he fumbled that one. Uh, unfortunately, he was in there. Uh, John Varzell, uh, Vincent Davis, Jordan Addison, A.J. Woods were the guys catching punts initially. Uh, I guess we'll see what it's like come the fall. Uh, this guy is just so dangerous with, with the ball in his hand. Um, I would love to see him be the punt returner. I would love to see him you know, do some stuff on offense if they could figure out a way uh, to get him the ball. 
Um, you, you cannot hold anything back. I know, you know, injuries are something you got to be concerned about. This guy is extremely important to the defense. He's a special player. But at the same time, for, for a team like Pitt that was very offensively challenged and looking for a big play in any way they could get it, sometimes you got to take those risks. Did we see any Vincent Davis on special teams last year, though? I'm, I feel like that might be some someone I'd like to see back there, potentially. And someone I would like to see. No, we didn't. And I think that's a great natural fit as well. I understand the concern. Oh, why isn't Paris Ford doing it? But he is going to be anchoring that defense. And we've seen when he gets the ball in his hands on defense, what he can do with it. So I'm fine with it's It's one day of flipping practice. Like, let's get other guys a chance because I he must be he Paris. must be in trouble or something, Pam. Oh my God! I, I know. <laughs> I don't think Paris Ford is going to be the primary punt returner. I don't, and I think I that's think okay. He won't be either. And that's yeah. okay. So let's see. I would really like to see Vincent Davis do it. Um, we talked all year about ways to incorporate him into the offense. Maybe we should have been talking about ways to incorporate him into the special teams play. Yeah. I'm down with it. <sighs> Even even somebody like AJ Woods, and I'll say this, you know, he's he's more suited for kick returns, which is where we saw him last year. This guy is supposedly the fastest guy on this entire team. Um, I would love to see him even get some snaps on offense. You know, it's something uh, to you know to really light a fire under this team. Uh, we're all expecting this offense to be better overall, but if they get into a problem where they just can't move the ball. They're going to need big plays. And that means you got to utilize your best playmakers. AJ Woods. He has, you think he has the goods to play some offense? I, I don't know, but he's, he, he's very deep fast. Threaders, deep, uh, deep so threaders something. Got, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. You know, I, I'm hoping that, you know, they don't have to go that route. And I'd love to see what this kid can do at the cornerback position, which uh, is going to be something very interesting to watch because, you know, the top two cornerback spots are spoken for. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, those, those that nickelback position uh, and any other sort of depth, uh, there's a lot of nice talent there. And, and A.J. Woods is one of them. And I can't wait to see which one of those guys comes out on top. I don't know about uh, room on offense for him because I think I'm, I'm thinking the receivers got, you know, some guys who've actually had some playing time top to bottom. And then you, you know, you saw on the field this week, Trey Tipton was the standout to me that I saw Vince that was a uh, practicing returning from injury hurt in the very yeah. first game last year. Yeah. It's good to see him uh, uh, coming back for another season. You know, I think he's going to be up there, him, Shockey, Jared Wayne, Taysier Mack, you know, those are going to be the, the top guys. Um, so I do agree with you that it's going to be difficult to find uh, snaps for other people um, at, at the receiver position. How many receivers does this offense need? Because All last year it seemed like <laughs> it seemed like they were going, you know, more three and four receiver sets than we've ever seen Pitt do, and they were throwing more than we've seen them throw in a very long time, and they're rotating receivers in and out quite a bit. So. You know, if they're going to have that same sort of attack, I think you need to have six guys that are very capable, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. As especially if they continue to throw the ball like they did last year, um, they need six, seven, eight guys, and it was eight good. receivers. 
and more depth, the better in that position, um, especially if you're going to rotate them in and out. But it was good to see Wayne at the end of last year get some some quality time and be able to transition and practice more with the first team and get some first yeah. team reps this spring. I like that all those guys have had significant playing time and have contributed at some point in their careers at Pitt already. And with Trey Tipton coming back, I mean, you got to like the the odds that the offense improves because while none of those guys are, you know, superstar breakneck speed, jump over you and get the ball, I think in Max's case, he's pretty damn reliable, good hands. Shockey can get downfield a little bit. Wayne looked like he was pretty solid over the middle. And Trey Tipton, you know, I think he could get going horizontally pretty well too and down the field. So, you have some nice targets there for Kenny Pickett if they're all healthy, all back up on the field, and I can't wait to see the rotation, uh, especially with no tight end to really trust. You need all the receivers well, you get. You well, can get. Well, this this crawl uh, from Florida, the trans people are really you know hyping this kid up, and and I hope he he is that good. It, this it's going to be so critical uh, that this kid uh, brings a lot to the table and. Maybe if we're going to com- commit to the fullback a little bit more, maybe we don't need as many receivers. And I think that would really help out the running game. Uh, you know, it was just so desperately missed that we did not have a fullback last year running out of the shotgun so much. Uh, I-, I think that that really handicapped this offense. And I'm hoping to see some changes. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't feel like Whipple will do that. I feel like he's he's more of a spread guy and, and he – He's pass happy. I don't know. I, don't get your hopes up, I'm going to say. Well, I, I'm trying not to get my hopes up, but but it is something I really want to see. I, I think that, you know, when, when you need a tough yard, that's that's what you got to do, I think. And then uh, rounded out here from f- first week of practice, we've had we had almost the entire offensive line starting unit out there except one guy. Yeah, Gabe Hoy, uh, he's, uh, he was injured towards the end of last season, um, the guy that was playing guard, uh, and uh, Jay Cradle filled in for him pretty nicely, and it sounds like Hoy's going to be out for the whole spring, according to Coach, and Coach said he's going to be back in, in the fall. Uh, so you got a lot of those guys, uh, the same cast, uh, coming back, and Carson Van Lind working at right tackle. Uh, a, a tight end project that was moved over, and this kid look, is looking pretty good. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I think that this offensive line, uh, overall, you know, they take that whole next step, you know, together as a unit. Uh, I think that's going to be absolutely huge, and this could be a, the major difference maker in this team. Yeah, I agree. So far, so good. What a week of practice it's been, and I feel like Pitt might go undefeated after spring getting started here, Pam. This is this is a good start. We're off to a good well, foot. Most guys healthy. I don't know, though. I'm very, very, enjoyable. very concerned about Paris Ford, though, so <laughs> that might put a damper on their undefeated don't, season. How could you Alan? say that? They haven't lost a game yet. They don't scare everybody. Goodness, we need all, we need all the positivity we could get because <laughs> we're about to move on to the end of basketball season. Woof. Pitt didn't look too bad against NC State, though, since we last convened, losing by four, and they have one game remaining, which, as of this live on-tape podcast recording, is tomorrow night at Georgia Tech. Um, you want to hold hands and pray for a miracle in the ACC tournament now, or what What are we doing here? 
What am I looking at with this basketball team? Well, because they'll probably be playing the first day, so they may be done before our next show records, depending on when we record. But um, I think maybe they can win the first game in the ACC tournament, depending on who they're matched up against. Georgia Tech's decide they're not playing in the ACC tournament. Did they really? <laughs> did Did anyone else not see that? Because they not. are, um, they have some bans from the NCAA, oh. so they decided we're not gonna we're not gonna participate, and we're gonna agree. They were gonna appeal the bans, but the, I think they decided our season's done anyway, so we're not gonna. I'm gonna fact check that. That um, that hurt yeah. that hurts Pitt because then Pitt just made, means Pitt has to play a better team <laughs> in the tournament if they <laughs> if they win. That's not that's not any good, Vince. Um, yeah, what, yeah, so. they they yeah they withdrew their NC. They were appealing some stuff with Josh Pazner. Um, and they decided they're not going to play in the ACC tournament. So uh, Pitt is trying to get this win to avoid being dead last in the ACC, and. Uh, if you know North Carolina in their last game, if or they have two games remaining, excuse me. So uh, it is, it's possible Pitt finishes dead last in the ACC regular season standings, or at least tied for it. And uh, yeah, it's fluid who would they would face in that first round right now, Pam? Because I mean them, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, for uh, Miami, and North Carolina all close in conference records. So we'll see who they end up playing in that very first game. But I don't know. Is there a team that they could actually beat in the very first round of the ACC tournament if they get the right matchup? I don't – it's hard to say. I mean, maybe – it's hard to say because they, they've they just run out of gas majorly. Yeah. It's just – it's tough to watch at times. I don't – I mean, maybe if – Champagne gets one of his hot shooting streaks, maybe, but I don't think it it's necessarily matchup dependent. I mean, could they beat these teams? Yes, yeah. they they could, and they have. They they have. I mean, we shouldn't act like they haven't won any games. Two year, months you know? ago, they could have beat these teams. Y- yes, uh, yeah, they they are out of gas at at this point. We've been talking about it for the past week or two, um, and, and we'll we'll give our our final evaluation of the season. Uh, next week hopefully not next week hopefully you know we're we're pushing this all the way to april uh but i i uh um it doesn't appear to be going that way um but yet they just don't they just don't have enough good players that the coach can can send out there uh to play we discussed this a little bit more when we recap the full season but did Capel playing guys 37, 38 minutes finally catch up to them? Or was that what he had what to else? do? So yeah, I think, well, that's what I think it's do. a larger conversation we can it, have it next is. week. And the thing is, you look at that game against NC State on Saturday. For 90% of that game, they play they play very good. You know, on, on the road against a team that needs to get a win, you know, uh, you know, Johnson and McGowan's w- weren't turning the ball over that much. They were playing under control. And then that last five minutes or so. They, everything just went ice cold and and they just it, they they couldn't do anything and and it's it's it hurts to see see that you know see them play so well uh for most of the game and then just a big letdown at the end well looking at the format you do know that the the ACC tournament does give uh the the stew bums of the division or of the conference excuse me uh a, a day to their own so you know, Pitt's going to be matched up against uh, an opponent that might be equally out of gas. 
if you're talking about Wake Forest, Miami, Virginia Tech, uh, Boston College, um, you know, if, if Pitt draws uh, Wake Forest, I would love to see and uh, get another shot at that. So that's what I'm rooting for, Pam. I'm hoping against hope uh, Pitt is in either that 14-11 or 13-12 game against the Demon Deacons. I want that one back. That could save the season and just fix that really terrible loss they had in January. Yeah, that would be great for this team to be able to get some revenge. That'd be awesome. Um, but, yeah, we've been talking about the gas tank is empty. But what I saw against NC State, you said 90% of the game, all right. It was all right. That that showed me that if I'm if I'm the corner man, this is not a Deontay Wilder situation. I'm not throwing in the towel for the Pitt Panthers. Let them finish their season. They don't have to tap out like Georgia Tech is. And, uh, well, there it's a different situation. But they'll finish up the season against them on the road, 9 p.m. on Wednesday. All right, the women's basketball team also will have the ACC tournament, and uh, they're going to be playing Notre Dame, Pam. Yeah, Notre Dame, definitely a very down year for them, but the future looks bright. Uh, Earlier in the year, the first time Pitt played Notre Dame, it was very, very close, so um, it could be a competitive game. Notre Dame has been playing a little bit better as of late, but um, definitely not the Notre Dame team we've seen but some good news for the Panthers came out today Day Harris was all ACC freshman um, for the year voted on both by the panel and the coaches poll um, for that so that's what you like to see freshmen building a team around them you have her and you have Amber Brown and um, definitely Coach White can build an offense and a team around those two moving forward, maybe get some graduate transfers and go from there. It's really unfortunate that they got to play Notre Dame in the first round of this tournament. I I know you're saying it's a down year, but if there was any team in this, in this country that was going to make a run and win their conference tournament in a, in a situation like this uh, to get a bid, it's probably going to be Notre Dame. I mean, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah, you're absolutely right. They have three players on the all ACC freshman team. um, And Notre Dame definitely is longest of long shots, but if there's ever a team that could make a deep run from playing on day one in their tournament, it would be Notre Dame and Muffet's going to have them ready to play, but um, Pitt, Pitt did play them competitive. And so that, that's a good matchup to be able to play them competitively. And the Pitt Panthers women's basketball team will take on Notre Dame in that game on Wednesday, ACC tournament action at 3.30 p.m. I believe that's streaming uh, via the ACC uh, gimmicks on the ESPN app. So make sure you get that. Um, damn it. That's like one of my last classes right during the smack dab during that game. Spring break isn't quite here yet, Pam. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to watch it on delay. So don't don't spoil. I'll be at work, so we'll both watch okay. it on delay. Yeah, I'm De- Day Harris, spoil it, baby. Let's get it. Pit hoops. Uh, we'll probably be wrapping it all up in a bow next week. But I doubt we wrap up wrestling in a bow next week. In fact, we will not, Vince, because they got a long road to hoe now that March is here. Yeah, th- this team is really gearing up uh this acc tournament this is going to be an excellent test an excellent tune-up here uh for the ncaa tournament later this month uh we talked about it last week you got four ranked teams 
in the top 10 in the ACC. Uh, there's a lot of excellent competition there. Pitt with a big win over Virginia Tech in their, their final match. Uh, they're going to be battling with them. North Carolina, NC State, this is going to be huge. And, and you especially got to look out for some of these Panthers that are you know, in the top five uh, of, their, of their weight class. Uh, especially uh, the Italian dream, Nino Bonacorsi, ranked, uh, I believe it was number two in that 184-pound division. This is going to be something to see. I am definitely going to be tuning in this weekend uh, at the Peterson Event Center to watch this, this big-time wrestling tournament. I can't wait to see these kids really get after it. Pinsburg, Pinsburg, pit wrestling in the ACC tournament, the cream of the crop, the best in college wrestling, all convening right on campus, and we get to watch it. It's going to be tremendous, and Pitt is going to be in the thick of it. And yes, Bonacorzi is the guy to watch, Vince. I cannot wait for this. I'm gonna. I, I'm honestly. I'm not going away for spring break. There's. A, I, I'm thinking about calling our old buddy P. Roy up and going to watch this thing. This. This is going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. I, I think Pitt, uh, you, know, they've, you know, they've had some good wrestling teams in the past, and this appears to be uh, one of the better ones, and they got a whole lot of good competition. And I, I want to see how these kids perform here. This is going to be an excellent warm-up, as I said, for, for this NCAA tournament, uh, where I, I'm really hoping to see some kids, you know, uh, win some, some national championships individually. I think they got the talent to do that. And it'll be good to see where, where this, uh, you know, the whole team can finish. You know, yeah. hopefully a, a top five finish, hopefully. Yeah, and hopefully also get some upsets, you know, with the home mat advantage, too. I'm looking at Dallas Bolsack in the first round. He's a five seed in his bracket at 149. And you've got Austin O'Connor, who's from UNC, who is tremendous and, and a lot of hype behind him coming into this tournament. And you got an opportunity there for with a pit. Uh, wrestler who can uh, put his name on the map, and that's what's great about uh, this tournament. It's you're you're against the best in the country in the ACC, and you're at home. It's a great opportunity for everyone involved with this program, and I, I can't stress enough how exciting this is for for pit wrestling right now. This is there's a lot of buzz going on about this on campus. People are hyped. Greg Harvey, another number one seed, we have to mention for Pitt too, uh, who's yeah. going to be competing at 174. Yeah, and this is an excellent showcase because, you know, uh, as all people know, high school wrestling in Western Pennsylvania is huge. Uh, this is a uh, a major sport in the high school ranks, uh, always host, hosting big national tournaments in this area. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of people there, not necessarily just pit fans, but big wrestling fans are going to be showing out to watch this and hoping that the Panthers can put on a show for them. And don't forget that we have our 285er, Demetrius Thomas, Vince. He's a number one seed in his bracket as well. He gets the bye. And I mean that if I'm gonna see what if I'm gonna see one guy this this week, it's it's probably gonna be him. I think he'd just seeing it the big boys thump. It, it's it's always exciting for me. You love heavyweight yeah. action, and Pitt's got a good one. Yeah, he's a top ten heavyweight. Uh, he's ready to just go in there and throw down. Pittsburgh ACC tournament. It's getting underway. And uh, if you're anywhere near campus, highly recommend trying to get into that building. 
uh, for the ACC Wrestling Championship. Uh, let's wind this one down and take it to the ether and see what you're talking about on the Pitternet. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. And we're going to keep it short and sweet on this one because I love it. We're just going with some positivity here. And this one is on Reddit, Pit Panthers Reddit, from Rolo Brown Town Tony. Just renewed my season tickets today. I'm ready for pain. I don't know what season tickets Rolo Brown Tony Town Tony's uh, talking. Football. Yeah, uh, it was under the thread talking about the Pitt spring spring game. So uh, it was uh, the football. Nice. Is it, well, I'm ready. Go ahead, Alan. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, Rolo Brown, I'm ready for pain too. And uh, with a cool name like that, I want to party with you. So what do we say, Vince Pam? What about for the Notre Dame game? We go meet up with Rolo Brown. <laughs> I, I, I wish we we'll could. We'll touch base when yeah. it gets a little closer yeah. about that Do one. you think that this is Clubber Lang's uh, Reddit <laughs> handle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your prediction for Pitt Panther home games next year, Vince? Prediction. Pain. Thank you, Rolo Brown and all you Pitt Panthers on the Pitternet. Keep talking it. Uh, but we wanted to keep it short, sweet, and positive there. Yes, season tickets. Get them while you can. There is a Notre Dame game on that schedule. I know Vincent Pam are super hyped for. I am too. And uh, let's go see Kenny Pickett. Maybe turn it around offensively with them this year. They're practicing. Let's do it. Football's back, baby. I wonder what they're ta- if they're talking about spring football in the bars around town, Vince. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Kind of, they are. You know, there, there's a lot of hot topics in today's, um, you know, atmosphere. Um, just a, a lot of stuff going around, if you will. It is, it is. Let's see if we're going to catch it when we go into the gas, the gas stations or the cafes or the bars around the city of Pittsburgh. Let's find out what people are talking about when it comes to the Pit Panthers. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. You see football been practicing. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Can you pass me one of them Coronas over here? Get out of town. I ain't drinking any of that. Whatever helps you sleep at night, buddy. Hell pit. What the answers are saying. So that's what the Yenzers are saying. Uh, people are getting hyped. This spring game, I can't not wait for this thing. Give us the date again, Vince. What's the date of our spring game? A lot of misinformation out there, but it is uh, April 11th. And Pitt's not taking my advice from last week, Pam, but the Citadel is. They're, they're Im- Im- implementing XFL rules in their spring game. There's still hope for the Panthers. Yeah, it's, uh, we'll see if Pitt does it. I don't know. I don't know about that, but uh, hail to Pitt. Congratulations to James Folston, who got a sack in the XFL last week. We're keeping our eye on Panthers in the XFL, Vince, and he's looking pretty good. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Panthers on this team go in that league next year, because I think it's going to be around. Well, 
I, I'm hoping that they make it to the NFL, but the XFL was no. Uh, that, that's a, a nice consolation prize. I'll Kenny say Pickett has an entire season of college left to, to prove himself for the for the combine. Maybe you're right. You're not, I'm not going to put him in the XFL just yet, but wouldn't mind seeing him there. You got anything left? I, I, I might try to get some wrestling tickets now. Now that we've hyped it up so much, I'm pretty excited. That's a hot ticket. That's a hot ticket to get. All right, everybody. Well, Vince, would you like to would you like to say farewell to all your fellow Pitt Panther fans? Huh? Say hail to Pitt. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for subscribing and listening to the show. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, make sure you give it five stars. Make sure you say it's a great show. It's my favorite show about Pitt sports. And then, of course, hashtag H two P. You could also do that at H two P show on Twitter. And we'll interact with you on social media over spring break. If you're a Pitt Panther, if you're a student, enjoy your spring break. Be safe. Don't party too hard. And let's go. Let's get it. We believe in miracles, Pitt basketball. Go wreck them, Pitt wrestling. Pinsburg, go get it in the ACC tournaments. We'll be back next week to talk about it all right here on the Hail to Pitt podcast. Hail to Pitt, everybody. <laughs>